meandering, dull, and not nearly the feminist piece that the title would have you believe. Jamie, yeah. let's go watch Modern Girls. Welcome to another episode of Good Times, Great Movies. I am one half of this podcasting team, Jamie Lorello, the other half, DP McCambridge. We are here to talk to you about some fine, maybe fine, 80s movie, movie from the 1980s era, era, or in this case, maybe error. Ooh, maybe. good one. <laughs> you like that? I like you it. Like I like it. I mm-hmm. might agree mm-hmm. with you by the end of this. <laughs> the movie we've chosen for tonight is uh, Modern Goyles. Girls. Modern Girls. Yeah, let's not, not confuse Goyles. people so they're trying to find something called <laughs> Modern Goyles. <laughs> it's a 1986? Yeah, one year before Spaceballs. Which, I don't know, listen, first of all, we've talked about, I've talked about Shannon Doherty, I've talked about Jennifer Connelly, I don't think I've talked about Daphne Zuniga, but I have a type, and that type is... Oh, yes, she fits in it. Yes, that is attractive women who would want nothing to do with me in real life, that's my type. (laughs) And yeah, I I remember seeing her in Spaceballs and being like, who is this? And... We before we started recording, we talked about nine hundred two one zero. She was in Melrose Place. Oh right, right. Which I wasn't really into. Like I watched a couple of episodes of Melrose Place, and it was just I could relate to the people in nine hundred two one zero because I was in high school at the time. Sure, yeah. Melrose Place, twenty somethings living on there. I you weren't nope. in it. You're like I don't Mm-mm. know. Nope. Sorry, Not into Courtney this. Thorne no. Smith, and I don't know who else was in Heather that. Locklear. Wasn't Heather oh, Locklear? Oh yeah, she in was. There? Yeah. Oh my God! Do you remember they had that spinoff, Models Inc. After that? Oh, I don't remember that. Oh, you don't remember was, Models no, Inc. Oh, no. okay. Was that some of the? Was that like in their thirties? What they did? Well, I think it was a spinoff that Heather Locklear then helmed. It was just about the modeling industry. Oh. It was only on for like one season. Yeah, I but did. It was I, another one of those like Aaron Spelling, Darren Star, nine hundred two one zero led into Melrose Place, which led into Models Inc. Models we could Inc. do a Models Inc. podcast. It's a season. We, you know, we wouldn't have to it do that much time. It would breeze by. It could be a sub-podcast to this. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> like this 80s podcast about movies? You'll love Models <laughs> Inc., a mid-to-late 90s television show. It's a quick 10 episodes. This movie. Have you ever heard of this? I didn't. No. Neither did no, I. Um, I've seen all three of the actresses that are in it. You've got that Daphne Zanuga. You've mm-hmm. got Virginia Matson, And sure. who's the third one? She was in a lot of 80s movies. Cynthia Gibb. There you go. They're great. Like, I mean, I, I don't know. This cast, they felt kind of wasted in this. Like, what what are we doing? What are we doing in this movie? This movie what is are the we equivalent doing? to just wandering around one evening on the street. And they do. That's exactly what it is. Well, it's a little more than wandering. We're chasing Bruno, remember? Who I didn't realize till the end. I was like, Bruno is Clifford. 
<laughs> Why would the you do that? Scene. The last Why la- would they do? <laughs> the only thing I could think is they had another actor cast that never showed. Because there is no reason why they this guy has no, to play both no, roles. No, and he basically got on, got it on with each of the lead, ac- yep. each of the actresses. Yeah, yeah. And then at the end, not to give too much away and get right to the, but at the end when it's just like one big family, I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> I many times in my notes, I'm like, why is Cliff still here? Why didn't Cliff go? Home? Uh-huh. Why is he there? Why is he apparently everyone's best friend at the end of this? Yeah. When she's like, you know what? I'll give you three reasons why I can't come. And I'm yeah. like, you've been that dude for four and what a half if, hours. One of them is Cliff. And then I want to be like, but wait, Bruno. I, I honestly didn't realize till they were saying, because he wears the eyeliner and he has the glasses on and they're in the club. And then the other times <laughs> you don't really see him. he takes those glasses off on the tarmac, I was like. Has he been pruned the whole time? <laughs> how is he doing this? Thing. I was like, how is he switching? He's thing. over by the car. How is he also there? I was like, this is an insane reveal to this movie, and I am into it. But then I was like, no, they're different people. But then it makes sense when he does the video music video. None and they're of like, it makes he looks sense. Like, it's so funny, too, because when they put him in there, I'm like, that's weird because he looks nothing like that Bruno X guy. Yeah. But then I realize it's the same. When he takes off those glasses and I'm like, this is a terrible British accent, too. Because he's like, oh, horrible. Hello. We're, I'm from Britain. You can come with me to where I live. And I'm like, this, this is Awful. This is terrible acting by this guy. He does a better job as Cliff. (laughs) He does a fine job as Clifford because he's just playing like a a nerd. Like, is he a nerd? Is that what that sweater is supposed to symbolize? I think, yeah. But that's, well, He the sweater, and I think he brings a bottle of wine, which I don't think these girls, well, they do end up drinking. Like, he's. They drink a lot of colorful drinks in this movie. I love it when they go to the one bar and he's just like, give me something fruity. (laughs) And the bartender's like, what does that mean? And he's like, I don't know. You know, something with fruit in it. And he's like, oh, zombie makers? Sure, give me those. That sounds dangerous. That sounds like a dangerous drink. And also, I love how the bar is tropical in theme. Oh, and the yeah. bartender's like, a fruity drink? What are you talking about? There's literally, like, mountains of bananas and pineapple all over this, like, bar. And, and <laughs> the way people like, interact with one another in this yeah. movie is insane. Because when they're at that when they're at that tropical bar and there's like a DJ there and Cynthia Gibb just walks by and he's like, Hey, hey, random person, you will never guess what happened. But Bruno X was just in here talking about. He was about reciting somebody. a poem, yeah. <laughs> like, what are the chances it was about her? It, it, this movie is so crazy. And it made me where are they? Hollywood? What about when they're in L.A.? Yeah. Okay. What about when Virginia Madsen does ecstasy? <laughs> She's and laying out a pool yeah. table. She almost gets raped by a bunch of hillbillies. <laughs> and then almost gets raped by another guy later on that same night. 
And her ecstasy it's a wears rapey off in night. like it's a, two hours. Yeah. But she hits it hard. It's hard for a minute. And then all of a sudden, she's like, why? What about Cliff? Is he? What about when they walk forever with Cliff? Where are they going? All right, let's let's get it. Where are they Where, going? Take a cab. Why doesn't anybody get in a cab? They realize- they're walking with him going, how long does it take to get there? And I'm like, where the... Why are you having conversations off screen about where you're going? Can you let us, the audience, know where we're headed? <laughs> All right, let's 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 let our audience know where we're headed. Modern Girls, 1986. We just did a brief synopsis of all all the action, but now we're going to slow you walk it through. They're they're all. I would say. I think we were just talking about Melrose Place. They're all like in like their early twenties, early mid twenties, yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Margot, Daphne Zuniga's character, does talk about going to college later. She says what her major was in college. So they're a little bit older. They're out of school. They, they are all... in L.A., I think. They... Did you piece together that they live together? Because I did not. Not in the, the beginning. <laughs> I thought they were. Sh- so we meet them all mm-hmm. briefly in the beginning. And Daphne Zuniga is a telemarketer. She's Margot. Yes. She's a telemarketer, hates her job. Virginia Matson is Kelly. She sells cats. Is that what well, she does? I mean, <laughs> she works at a Jamie, pet store. She works at a pet store. <laughs> okay. Well, in the in her little it let's meet uh, Kelly. Yes. She is there's like a group of boys like drooling over her as she's trying to sell them kittens or sells exactly. them all kittens. Yes. Um, it's, it's kind of funny because she is the I do like how they break themselves down into percentages of. Oh, things she's at the one pretty point. one. Oh, the Cosmo yeah. results like, that well, they get I'm back. I'm ten percent sexier than her, and uh-huh. you're forty percent bitchier. And I do like later on when Margot's talking to him. He's like, "Are you sure it's only forty percent?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so she's like Virginia Madsen's like the hot one of the group. Because right. it is revealed that there's just a bunch of guys with their faces pressed up against the pet store window when she's playing with cats. Mar- Marco's the the smarter one. It even I think even Cece is our last one. She's a makeup yes. artist. Mm, I would not call her a makeup artist by what she makes that poor woman look oh, like yeah. when it's revealed. <laughs> yeah, she paints this lady's eyelashes. And... Yeah, like she's the ditzy one and Virginia Madsen is the cute one and Daphne Zuniga is the uh, smart one, sassy one. I don't know. She's like, kind of bitchy. Sure, right, yes. Yeah, strong woman, I guess you yes, could say. Yes, yes. But yeah. Cynthia um, does get fired. She gets fired from by Francis from Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Which oh, yeah, great. that's right. I know, I was <laughs> point. Pee-wee's friend fires her? Yeah, she gets fired from her makeup job. He's playing right? like a guy who's in his 40s. Like, he has a mustache and everything mm-hmm, in this. And I'm like, wait, mm-hmm. Pee-wee's Big Adventure's after this movie. Yeah. And then he plays question we don't know i never thought about that in the peewee movie we don't know how old peewee is like there is never any indication he's how ageless. old this guy is he's ageless he is i mean you look at him yeah. now he's clearly ageless right so then we cut back to them seemingly in separate apartments that's like, why i thought i didn't realize they lived together because right. they do this montage of them going to bed setting their alarms and doing their night routine. And you think that they're just three friends. Like they drove somewhere together. They all got in the same car. Mm -hmm. And then you figure they all got dropped off at their separate houses. Because these places look nothing alike. Nothing. There's no flow to it. They don't interact together. It's not like they're watching TV together or having drinks together at the apartment. They're in their separate rooms. Even when we're in the apartment again, 
The whole time we're in the apartment, it's yeah, they it still looks like they're all in like separate. Right. It's shot very bizarrely because we really do just jump around, I guess, between all three of their bedrooms. Yeah. Also at different times. And it's not until like the doorbell rings yes. that we then see that they're all hearing this doorbell. Yes. But this yeah. has taken a long time to get here. Yeah. And what's what's Daphne Zanika doing? She has all these like flyers for clubs. Is she picking where they're going? Did you notice? This she's part? the yeah. She's the well because she's the one that gets them into all the clubs. So and oh. she makes phone calls about it too. I don't know if she's she's in demand. Like she knows. Yeah. All the guys for her not being the hot one for it being Virginia Madsen. Like she has been with all these dudes. Like she knows all intimate details about all these guys. Mm-hmm. She's getting in every club. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's the one. She's that... the hot one. I'm confused as to what Virginia Madsen's character traits are in this. She's the damsel in distress, I guess. I maybe because I guess. But she's she does the one take care of herself. She takes care of herself. No, no. no. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> she does take care of herself. No, they have to save her from two rapes. Well, she beats the guy up in the fountain. Oh, I see. I see. I mean. I mean, it's great that they all showed up. I love how they're all beating him up. They all beat him up in the fountain. Yeah, they all get in the fountain with him. At one point, yeah. they're just hanging on him, and he's like, who are you people? <laughs> I was like, that's a great question, and that's a reasonable question. And this, that character of that guy was so creepy. Like, so I creepy. know he was supposed to be creepy, but way more unsettling than Anyone should be in a movie. And he like got this. creepier, yeah. Because when we first met him, I thought maybe, oh, maybe he's a nice guy. Because her boyfriend Brad's a real creep, or the guy right. she's yes. into. I guess Virginia Madsen just falls for creeps. Like that yeah. is her character trait. So these we- ladies are all getting ready. And so we we've seen that they we the doorbell rings and they're getting ready. Well, two of them are getting we get ready. outfit montages stuff yes. like that. Yes. The Daphne's giving herself a fake like there's green there's a face mask on her face. But Kelly, Virginia Matson isn't there. She has left already and taken the group car. It's the group car. The group car. <laughs> um, but at the door is Cliff, who is there for Kelly who bought a bird from Kelly earlier and made a date with her. So he shows up with some wine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cece answers the door and she's like, oh, uh, yeah, I'll get Kelly. No big deal. Mm-hmm. They decide, she and um, Margot decide, okay, Kelly's gone. She took the car. We're going to manipulate this dude into giving us a ride mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. this club. To our club, right. And I thought they were lying to him the whole time. They're like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Kelly's at this club. We'll yeah, go we're gonna there. Meet her. We'll find yeah. her. And I'm like, oh, great scam. Nope, Kelly's there. They were telling the yeah, truth the whole time. Yeah, they were time. right. Yeah. They just wanted a ride. Yeah. Um, they do make him wait a long time while they get ready. And yep, he drinks wine. Time. Oh, so uh, Cece has a dog? Yeah. It comes to nothing. Like, the big, the hilariousness of this dog is that it drinks the wine. Well, it also does something to his crotch for a while that he doesn't I don't understand chewing on his crotch and he seems okay with it for quite a while (laughs) it's not a very big dog it's a little dog but yeah so Cece comes out he and like for a while he and Cece I mean 
you know the whole time he and Margaret are going to get together. But at the beginning of this, I was like, oh, he and Cece are going to get together. She's quirky and weird, and he's kind of a nerd. And I'm like, okay, this this could be fun. Oh, yeah, she decides to call him Cliffy. <laughs> She's Cliffy. like, we'll call you Cliffy for short. He's like, it's not really shorter. It's not shorter at all. Actually, I do like that conversation. <laughs> He's yeah. like, that's a longer name. She's like, I love shortening people's names. No, but it's longer. I just love to give people shorter names. Don't worry about it, Cliffy. It's a whole syllable longer. So they're watching MTV, and a song is being played. Yeah, uh, It's not a great song. Um, no. But Cliff seems to have no idea who this giant celebrity, apparently huge mega star is. Yeah. Who is Bruno X. Uh-huh. He's the, the biggest thing going right now. Sure and is. And CeCe's like, what? How do you not know who this guy is? He's the coolest. So they go to this club. Yeah. I have to say, this first club, when we first got in, I thought, well, this is a lot tamer than other clubs that we've seen sure. in our 80s movies. There was still, like, a random mermaid. Somebody was dressed as a mermaid. There was still some... Um, 80s flair to it. Yeah, I thought they were I thought for a minute I was like, are they at a drag club? Like the woman who's dancing like up on the table or up on the platform or whatever. Wherever Cece then decides to dance. Oh yeah, she's doing her. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of thought it was a dude in a wig but that's just me. That's just what <laughs> I thought. But yeah, there's there's weird things. It's almost like like you said, almost like these art installations, but with people dressed in costume that are just kind of hanging out. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, it's all of these clubs are very empty. All all the clubs we go to, there's a lot of space. A lot around. of space. There's I a agree. Lot of space. A lot of space. You see, there's not a whole lot of extras in here. You keep seeing the same people over and over again. Mm-hmm. Everybody ends up going to all of the same clubs in the same order. In this, yeah, movie. we do see. Yeah, uh-huh. Cece casually states at this point. I wrote this down that Cliff won a Nobel Prize. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. He's a professor, too. He talks about how he's a professor, which then the reveal of what he does for a living is very puzzling. Was he lying about being a professor? I didn't know if she made that up about him or he lied about it because they never have a conversation when she even says, oh, yeah, he's a a, a, he's. A Nobel Prize winner. I'm like, when did he? But he doesn't argue it. He doesn't say no. He doesn't correct her. He corrects her about his name, but not his profession or the fact that he won a Nobel Prize. No, right. And he doesn't. He works. He's a driver's ed teacher. He's a driving instructor. I'm like, okay, maybe he's a driving instructor in the summer. Like, maybe that's what he does in the summer. But again, he never talks about teaching. He never even says what he does for a living, right? He says... Other than being a driving instructor. No, 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 no. But he, he's a literate uh, classic major. Maybe she's... I don't know. They majored in... He just talks about what. how he likes books. Like, that's all he says yeah. is, oh, yeah. here's a bookstore. I bet you never go here. <laughs> and Margo's the one who's like, oh, I majored in literature. And he's like, oh, I never would have yeah. thought that. Okay. Great. End of scene. Let's move on. Yeah. So they go to this club that's kind of in a warehouse and Kelly is there. Virginia Mm -hmm. Madsen's there. She's like making out with this DJ guy. All the guys in this keep, they look the same. Like they all look the same. Maybe they are all the same. Maybe they just hired like four, three actors to handle all the roles. So Cliff sees this. Cliffy sees this and he's like, oh, what a bummer. Yeah, he's really bummed out now. Like, well, this is kind of ruining his night. Like he showed up at this girl's house. 
She's not there. Her roommates take forever to get ready. Yep. The dog drinks his wine and gives him some kind of something to his crotch. And now he's driven these girls. Oh, on their way into the club, they give him the what for. Like, they don't pay for parking. They don't pay for drinks. They're going to show him the ways, their ways. I believe Um, that's like the tagline of this movie. Like, never pay for drinks, never wait in line, never something. I saw it on the poster. Pay for parking? Pay for parking. Never pay for... I mean, they tell him not to pay for parking, and then he gets a ticket, but yeah. And then he gets a ticket, yeah. But the big thing about this, the big thing about this club is that this little garbage club in the middle of nowhere, which seems to be, you know, it's busted by the cops in no time, which is hilarious. Oh, yeah, yeah. This megastar, Bruno X, shows up with minimal security, and most people don't even seem to mind or notice that he's even there. (laughs) Cece does, and that's when she jumps in that dancing cage that you had said, the platform area. She tries to dance to get his attention, and then she just jumps on top of him. He is not bothered by this at all. His security team doesn't, like, drag her out. He is smitten. With this right away psychopath, right away. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> this little like, lunatic. Yeah. Yes, this very short, very short Bruno X, this tiny, tiny man who's a mega superstar who has women throwing themselves at him all the time. Loves mm-hmm. this girl just instantly, and that's what I think is he is willing to, I guess, fly her to his house in England and live with her for the rest of his life at the end of this he movie. He wants to, he changes his whole night plans. He doesn't do his yes. video shoot because he's on the, he's looking for her because yeah. So they meet at the club. So it's, uh, on this night. Now, again, you're wondering this guy that gave them the random ride here. When does he leave? When does he decide this night's not mine? It belongs to them. The girl I came to see is having is into this DJ guy the other two are into these old thing. Maybe I should go home. Cliff the other doesn't. girl that I was just dancing with because she felt bad for me and I hung oh, out with yeah. her and I CC watched MTV. Dances, yeah. She's now making out with a megastar and he's sitting yeah. at this table with like a big mope with Margot. Yeah. Well, P.S. Margot got them all three drinks. She got some random guy to buy them three drinks. Right. Yes. Because after, yeah. after blue, Cliff got by dissed, but yeah. Well, they're colorful drinks. <laughs> Cliff gets dissed by Kelly, and so they're like, the girls feel badly for him, so they they get some other guy to buy. She, yes. First she's like, hey, can you get me a drink? And then she asks for a drink for Cece, and then she's like, and there's another guy at the table. Yep. He's our mm-hmm. friend Cliffy. Can you yeah. buy Cliffy a drink? <laughs> so then, yeah, you're right. And with she Cliff- is just like a sad sack mope for seemingly no reason. Like, she's just kind of miserable. Margot, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, she's it's, got a bad attitude. It's very strange. And this is when she starts pointing out guys in the club, and I love this when she's like, that guy over there, he's got a great body, but he's got hairy shoulders. Hairy that shoulders? Dude, yeah. Yeah, that dude, he's awesome, but he kisses like a lizard. And Cliff goes, what's wrong with that guy? And he turns around, and I'm like, that guy looks like a monster. What are you talking about? <laughs> Cliff picked the ugliest guy in there to say what's wrong with him. And she's like, oh, you know, nice. he's really nice. Okay. All right. Great. Yeah. Again, yeah. scene done. I thought you were going to ask when, when you said, when you started saying, and now you're wondering, I thought you were asking me personally, what I was wondering at this point in the movie. Cause I was like, is this the movie? Is this the movie that we're watching? Cause it, because nothing's happening. 
And we're good like 20 minutes in at this point. I'm like, nothing's happening in this movie. Well, don't expect much more. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was, by the end, I went, that first 20 minutes gave me a good idea of what this movie was where about. Where we're headed. Where yeah. we're headed. Yeah, yeah. Who's the random woman? Oh, who is that a... woman? That older woman? <laughs> that yes, woman who's way too old bra? to be there? And I yes. go, she's taking polaroids of herself and just throwing them on the floor. <laughs> and Margo hates this woman. Margo hates this woman. We never find out why. She stares daggers at her like, this is the most... <laughs> I know. What? We see this Who woman later. This she gives the warning, the warning about yes. the second rapey guy. She's like, yes. oh, yeah, he likes S&M. Really rough stuff. Though. Yeah. She's like, you know what? I love some rough stuff. But this guy, he's way over the top. Yeah. Who yeah. are you? Why? <laughs> Why are you here? But it, when we first meet her, she's taking photos of her cleavage. Is she a, is she a model? Like, is she a famous model? I didn't even no. look it up, but I'm like, there's got to be know. a reason she's in this movie. There has to be. You think she, she was she in Models, Inc.? I don't know. Maybe it's nobody. Maybe it's nobody. But just the presence of this character, I thought, this is a cameo. Yeah. So Kelly gets dumped in, in like a back room with a bunch of crates. She oh, takes the so DJ sad. Back there. Yeah, they're, they're making out hot and heavy. He's flirting, first of all. He's a jerk. He flirts with all these other girls right in front of her uh-huh. and then takes her to the back room to make out. And she wants to go back to her place. And he's like, your friends are dorks. <laughs> I was like, that's kind of mean. And also, I get it with Cece. Like, Cece is a dork. I don't think Daphne Zuniga's character is a dork in this. No, no. But Cece's a dork. She gets kind of annoying, too. Like, enough with the Bruno. We're chasing this guy. This movie's weird. This movie is a bizarre watch. Because I was ready for something like Valley Girl. Because oh, yeah. even though I know you didn't really like Valley Girl as much as I did, but right. I loved the kooky hippie dad in that. And I thought yeah. that the, the two leads like had some chemistry and Nick Cage is yeah. always fun in this. By the end, I'm like, what? Why did I just what's happening? Why did I just I sit know. through this because I don't know. I don't want to say there's no redeeming qualities in this, but it is just a meandering bunch of nonsense like you said it or like i said i think it just feels like an episode of a tv show there were some moments that cliffy made me laugh a little sometimes like when i'm trying to think (laughs) but (laughs) but yeah overall i was oh and yeah 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 i know it was a tough one i do have to say for sure i enjoyed the um the colorful cigarettes that they had in this Oh, yeah. They had lilac covered. Lilac colored. and pink cigarettes. Yep. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. later when they give. Well, because they're modern girls, you know. They're, they're modern, modern girls, girls, yes. Yeah. They give Cliffy the lamest makeover at one point. Oh, yeah. When Cece's like, oh, lose that sweater. Oh, what I mean is uh, undo one button. and uh, No, we'll... they take the sweater off. They undo his button down shirt. Oh, they do. You're right. Yeah. Yes. Because he's wearing and a sweater and a button down shirt. And then they mess up his hair. Another shirt yeah. underneath. Yeah, he's wearing yeah. three shirts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's not ready to go out clubbing at all. No. And he doesn't make any changes to his outfit when he's realized he's going to now hang out. He's just kind of in it for the adventure. Like what else does Cliffy have to do tonight? I guess. Oh yeah. Well, you had mentioned the cops break up this first club and you're right. The cops come because they claim that there's too many people there. But like you said, it definitely seemed not very crowded. Not very crowded. I guess there's no, this place does not have a liquor license, but 
to me, it just doesn't look like a club. Like it just looks like they just set like up in factory. an abandoned warehouse. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But and you just hear these three police officers because why hire more extras being like why? there's no liquor yeah. license here uh, Cece's only 19 so she has to she can't leave yeah okay i was questioning her age then i didn't hear her say 19 but she is concerned that the cops who are clearly not checking id because no. everybody is streaming out of this place they're checking id and she can't get caught and and in in that she can't get caught she can't follow bruno to where he's going because he's going out a different exit because he and he's a star so they kind of hustle him out sure and after ps they've had this moment besides her jumping on him and him being like i love this little knucklehead mm-hmm. they have a moment where they really they kiss and they he's really into all of her answers even though she's lied to him too she's claimed they have a conversation that she claims she was he's like but you said you were this and she's like i think i lied about yeah, that do you remember that yeah but i don't know what yeah. she says like it's... yeah she made something up to him and he's yeah i, I don't know there was a lot Again, of Depeche we, Mode playing. I wasn't. It was tough to pay oh, attention. Oh no! There's to what, another club we go to that's very Depeche Mode. Oh that's, yes, right. Yes. I did find because every song that came on, I went. I think this song's pretty famous, and I know that music yeah. licensing was different in the '80s. But I did mm. find out that this movie was produced by a record producer who just like had access uh, to all this to music. Because well, I was like, how does this seemingly low budget movie, how are they able to get all this music? But that that's how they did it. Yeah. Cece and Margot leave with Clifford. Who knows where Kelly is? She just wanders off on her own. Um, well, she gets very depressed. Right. Yes. Because she just yeah. got broken up with. And they leave and... Cece's like, hey, I just saw Bruno X. He's in a white limo. Let's tail him. The white limo. Catastrophe. Suddenly, suddenly, for no reason, three white limos in a line at a stoplight. And they all go in different directions. And then he doesn't know what direction to go in. Which direction? Doesn't know. They all say different directions. Don't they pull up next to a white limo? And it's like a. (laughs) It was weird. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They they pull up next to a limo. They yell for the the guy to roll down the window, which he does. He is wearing, he's dressed like, I don't know, in in like Arab garb, let's say. That sounds sounds like I shouldn't say that. But, and he has an Uzi. He has a gun. Yeah, he's going to shoot them. Right at them. Uh And they're like, oh, my mistake. Uh, We meant to talk to someone in the other limo. Uh Crisis averted, but Bruno X is now gone. No, Bruno X, we don't know what white limo he's in. You you lived in L.A., and I know that the 80s are a different time. Why is there no one else on the streets at night? Why, yeah, I, I have there to is wonder. no one in this town. I have to wonder. Yeah, it's pretty empty. They're walking. They don't see anyone. They're driving. They don't see anyone. When they walk, there's a few, but very little. They're on Hollywood Boulevard at one point, because you could see the stars on the street, mm-hmm. and you, minimal people. time. Maybe it, No, I think I don't it's know. I couldn't imagine that this budget. is a time. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, you close off the streets, and again, like I said, for some reason, they just couldn't get extras for this movie, and it is quite I apparent guess. in every scene, especially yeah. this scene where they're suddenly at a goth bar? Is yeah, that? I don't know. And I do think it's funny because they do pan across all these people in white makeup that look angry mm-hmm. and depressed. And Cliff goes, mm-hmm. you know what? This is great. I'm feeling much yeah. better now. <laughs> 
and they're drinking blue drinks again. Yeah, they have the colorful drinks. This is where <laughs> Cliff gets his makeover, where they decide right, that yes. he's not cool looking mm-hmm. enough. Yeah. And they mess up his hair and unbutton his shirt, like you said. And they give him a pair of sunglasses, which he refuses. He's like, I think I'll do without the shades. Yeah, he probably um, put them on, and the director was like, ooh, wait, you know what? Your Bruno X character always wears shades. Yeah, yeah. Let's not confuse the audience here. Why don't you just take those We're not going to, yeah. It's the only distinguishing characteristic between your two characters. <laughs> a sweater and sunglasses. Because when they mess up his hair, it was like, Oh, his, he just looks like Bruno X now. Like they just make his <laughs> hair stick up. <laughs> then Cece gets this wonderful idea. She she finds out, or somebody tells her, what hotel Bruno X is staying at. Oh, she has oh, the matchbook. Oh, she's the matches. Yeah, yes. she has the matchbook. Yeah. So then she calls the hotel. <laughs> And Which he's is like, dumb. hey, she, can you tell me what room Bruno X is? Can you just patch me through to Bruno X's room? She says, they're like, who are you? She goes, I'm his girlfriend. Because, yeah, uh, yeah, that's like, I think even Margot says, like, he's a super hot, famous guy. You think it's going to work that you just. So then they You know have, what does work? Yeah. <laughs> I love how their idea is like, Marg or Cece, that was the dumbest idea. Let's try the second dumbest idea. Yeah. And this will definitely work. They have Cliffy call with a terrible, even worse. I mean, he's got an awful British accent that he tries to it's do. Laughable it's laughable until yeah. you until you realize he's the same character yeah. and you see that Bruno, who is supposed to be British, has the same terrible accent. Similar. <laughs> very similar. Yeah. This one's a little more like marbles in his mouth. Same yes. terrible accent, but yeah. a little sloppier. But it's still it's but I, he pretends to be Bruno. Oh, I just I can calls only in. imagine that this hotel, whatever fictitious hotel this is, hires the dumbest people ever to work the desk. <laughs> Someone literally just called to try and trick you into patching them through to Bruno. He calls pretending to be Bruno and saying, like, do I have any messages? And then he covers <laughs> the receiver and he's like, they say I just checked out. I'm like, yeah. they told you that you just checked you out of checked this hotel? Out, right? Something right here. Something right. Yeah. But they're telling me that I'm needed on the set of a music video. Like, why are the people at the front desk of a hotel telling you giving you that information out and where you told them that you were going? And why is Bruno like anyway? But now, why not just make him like? From New York or something. He does not have to live in a different country. He could yeah. be from well, New York. He's a, he's a superstar. He's, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But, they, but now they've got good information. They have the next step of their night. They know exactly they went, where to go. Why did they go to the goth club? They just went because they needed to get out. Oh, because went. they got kicked out of the other place. Finally. Now, when they left the club, nobody asked where uh, Kelly was. They didn't seem to care that she was sad and just broke up with her boyfriend. And didn't matter. Now they're like, while they're on the trail to the video and finding Bruno, they're like, wait a minute. Margo says, where's Kelly? And Cece <laughs> says she left her with these two friends that are obviously like bad influences. Right. They're you mean you mean Boy George? <laughs> boy George. Looks just like Boy George. Like, yeah, he does. He looks like, like, like a baby Boy George. Yes, like, I was going to say Boy George, like 12. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. 
And, and why so are they at a country bar? <laughs> why are they at a country bar? And also, why is this total nerd at a country bar playing pool too? Oh well, is that? Oh yeah, they do this the drugs at the country bar, yes. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then this nerdy guy is just so, and he's so into playing pool. He's like Virginia <laughs> Madsen. I know you're in a tight white dress, copping <laughs> yourself a feeling high on drugs, but I really want to play this pool game, right? <laughs> Ma'am, can you please get off of the pool table? I just really want to play pool in this hillbilly bar. For some reason, I'm a nerd with a pocket protector. I'm not sure why I'm here. Yeah. It is so strange. <laughs> then the hillbillies line up to, I guess, gang rape her. It is. It's an Yeah, that's what it looks like they're going to do. Very uncomfortable. I was like, what is suddenly happening? Because first when she's talking to the nerd, you're just like, oh, maybe she's going to get flirty with the nerd and that's going to be like this cute little segue. Yeah. And then even when he's like, no, I'd rather just play my game and not be into I was like, okay, that's cool. Then mm-hmm. she does this whole thing where she throws herself on the table and she's crying about the attention she didn't yep. get from her father. Yes. <laughs> it gets... Very dark and very serious. Yes. Really and that's when I was like, what is happening with this movie? Maybe we do need to find Bruno because I don't want to know what Kelly's up to. <laughs> <laughs> right, yes. Her plot line is dark and tragic and. Yeah, very sad. Drug and. Yeah. She belongs in less than zero, not right, this movie. Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> like she was reading a different script. <laughs> well, anyway, so. These she's about to get gang raped by these guys, but somehow the group, her friends, including Cliffy, her new BFF, finds her. And what is this show that he puts on where he pretends that she's toxic? (laughs) It's it's not convincing. That's what it's not. So wait, wait, wait. wait. They did do the music music video video. before this. Yeah. Did you notice that he's just like holding like a light or something? Yeah, he's he's holding a light stand. That's what Barrett was like. Barrett yeah. was like, he's holding a C-stand or something? I don't know. I, and for I don't some know reason, everybody else is behind police tape, but they're not. They they're got right through. They're standing in front. They're standing because there. Because he looks like Bruno Mars or Bruno X. Bruno Mar- I let's just say he looks like Bruno Mars. Mars. <laughs> let's, let's just start calling him Bruno Mars. <laughs> Um, so this director of this video has these girls, like Robert Palmer girls, like they're all yeah, yeah, dressed yeah. the same and their hair slicked back. He's shooting a video in the street, I guess. Mm-hmm. And Bruno's not there, so he just he just pulls Clippy up and he's like, here, put on this jacket. Yeah, you kind of look like him. Girls, yeah. all right, let's go dance. And Cliff's just like stumbling around. <laughs> he's and- doing a very weird dance with the girls. <laughs> he is... He's not dancing. He's barely moving. He's running yeah. into these girls. And you cut to the director going, he's pretty good. Yeah, he's got good talent. I could spot talent. Yeah. Yes. yeah. <laughs> Wait, they put Cliffy in a trench coat, too, because I guess that's yeah, it's what like a leather Bruno trench wears. Coat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and he's in it for the rest of the movie. Like that's Yeah, his, then he that's just takes it. He's like, wardrobe, mine, <laughs> having it. Thank you. Um, <laughs> this kid's not bad. This kid's not bad. And then he gets a call from Bruno. Oh, Standing yes. right next to Cece, of course, where Bruno oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. is looking for Cece, so he's not coming to the music video. <laughs> I don't understand. I, I like understand. she grabs the phone. She's like, Bruno? Yeah, Bruno, Bruno, are you there? Are you there? Yeah. Oh, he hung up. <laughs> Whose phone is that? That's the director's phone. Yeah, yeah. 
But, she but no, he it. just walks off, and then that's when they wind up at the country bar. Well, they realize this is when they're like, where's, we gotta go find, it, it, how dare you leave her with her two shady friends? We need to go find her. Mm-hmm. And he now has this trench coat on, so he comes in impersonating. And he has the giant phone, too. Oh, oh, he does have the yep. giant phone. Mm-hmm. He, he impersonates a, um, I, not even a police officer. He says that he's got to take her, he's got to take Virginia Madsen because she's been poisoned by the nearby river plantation. Yeah. What is it? I don't know. She's contaminated he's got a bum story. fallout. Yeah. He says fallout, which means that there was an atomic bomb somewhere. <laughs> like, it is a weird, this is like a character that would show up in the X-Files. That's what he's playing. He's playing like yes. a Mulder or Scully or whatever. I never watched the X-Files. But yeah, and he just scoops it. He's like, I'm agent blah, blah, blah of this. Look at my trench coat. You know I'm the real deal. Look at this phone. And this is my assistant, Margot, who's dressed like, I don't know, Catherine O'Hara in Beetlejuice. Like, that's what she looks like. (laughs) With this hair just like matted down and curls on the side of her face. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and they just drag her out of the bar, and the yep. hillbillies are like, well, I guess she's contaminated. Um, yeah. Let's all go back inside. One guy just goes, I guess I'm buying drinks. And the end. <laughs> the end. And then that's all right. And he says, we got to hurry out of here before these idiots figure this yep. out. But they mm-hmm. get in there. Now, mind you, she's contaminated. He's from some sort of department to take her. They follow, the hillbillies follow them outside. Yes. They hop in a convertible. They hop in this white convertible and drive away. And the hillbillies are just like, mm, well, that's that's weird well, that that let's happened. Go back to drinking, right? Mm-hmm. Oh well, there goes our rape time. <laughs> wah wah. Is this when just tragedy hits? Like, I think they just didn't know what else to do in this movie, so it starts to pour down rain. He can't get the the roof back up on the yep. car, and he gets two flat tires. I don't know what happened at this point because I was like, oh, good. They figured out the roof. Wait, why are they walking? Why are they walking down the street now? Some, Did he get for some tires? reason, he pulled, maybe because he pulled in. So they're driving and it's getting cold. They want him to, Cliffy, pull the roof up. And so he pulls over. He's a very responsible driver. We very find out later why. I did. Um, <laughs> I did sort of like that reveal when he's a driving instructor because he's like, uh, this is a maneuver where we should not be driving for. Yeah. Like, why is he saying that? <laughs> That's a bizarre way to deliver any line of dialogue in this movie. Right, <laughs> but then you know what? Yeah, I think when he pulls over, he pulls into some parking lot to get the the yes. roof up, which she, they struggle with. And when they're struggling, all of a sudden it pours down rain. Yep. Um, which Virginia Madsen's having a great time. She's just oh, she's in the back. so high in the back. Yep. She's so high. She's <laughs> she, upset when the roof comes over top because she's not getting rained on anymore. <laughs> But you're right. I guess he got flat tires. Like, did he go over one of those spiky things? That's what I'm guessing. They don't ever show it. (laughs) No, they don't. Okay, good. All right. I just thought maybe I missed it. He just is, like, bummed. And when CC asks if he's got a spare, he's like, but I don't have two, CC. I do enjoy his relationship with CC. I know I'm really reaching here when I say that any of these characters have a relationship. But like you said, oh. when he's like, I don't have two CC and when they're at that when they're at that goth bar, she's like, maybe I should commit suicide. And he's like, come on, CC, things yeah. will get better. I enjoyed their interaction. He he was the most enjoyable to me for the most part because he's just got these he was just fun. This is also another this is also another good interaction with the two of them when they're walking down the street 
And he's talking to Cece, and he's talking about Margo, and he's like, she's too cool for anything. And Cece goes, hey, cool people have feelings too, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but then she says, we, we get a little insight there where I guess Cece, even in the beginning, Cece's lost her job, and then she mentioned something about losing her inheritance. Mm-hmm. Did you catch that in the very beginning? Yeah, when she's like, I have $17 in my yeah. bank account and my parents won't even answer my phone calls. But Margot covers for them a lot. So, yeah, she says how Margot kind of helps, you know, don't bang on her. She's she's a she's a good cat. She's helped me out in mm-hmm. a lot of financial stress, financially right. stressful times. She pays for my rent and doesn't ask me for more rent yes. and whatever. I didn't pay rent last month and Margot didn't even ask me for it. But this is when they walk, they're just walking they're, I guess to his work which we don't know where his work is but that's where he can get another car because they don't call cabs ever to take them places. No. <laughs> so I, everything, everything about this is weird and why is there like a midnight tour bus? Oh how great is a converted mid- Wonder Bread truck? There's the midnight tour bus going around that, yeah, advertising Wonder Bread. Now, they see they see Cliff in his jacket, and they think that he's Bruno. So the whole car, the yes. whole tour starts to chase him down. Mm-hmm. And when you say advertising, it's not just like a little no, Wonder Bread No, it's the whole band. bus like, is like a Wonder Bread bus. It, Yes, it looks like they took a Wonder Bread van and just put, like, an upper deck on top of it. It's a Wonder Bread van. It is the weirdest thing. That's when he's talking to Margot, right? Because he was... Right, about reading Yeah, he walks with Cece for a while and then it switches. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They almost kiss behind a dumpster. Yes. Because they're hiding from all these these rabid fans running after him. But then, of course, they're interrupted. We find out then suddenly that he is a driving instructor. He's got a little car, little, you know, like he got steering wheels on both sides. And why do they go to this rainforest cafe bar? Like, why do they go there? Why do they go there? Because there's a huge line to get into this place and there's no one inside. Now, part of now, the focus of the night is to find Bruno, right? That's their focus, even Cliff's. Mm -hmm. And this is weird. So when they all pile in the back of the driver's ed car, the driver instructor car, um, for some reason, Kelly, Virginia Matson makes that weird bird noise that everybody thinks is so funny. Yeah. The, when she does the bird noise, it sparks a memory, I think, in uh, in one of them that like, oh, yeah, Bruno's going to a bird club. Remember, he mentioned something about a bird club. That's why they go to the that club, because then... Margot puts it together because she's some kind of promoter or something. Like, you remember how you said in the beginning she knows about all these clubs? Yeah. She goes, oh, yeah, there's a new club. And and it's really hard to get into, but we could try. But they go to it, I think, because they think Bruno might be there. That doesn't make any sense. That makes makes no sense. No, it's totally ridiculous. It's completely ridiculous. What is also ridiculous is the fact that they're in this extremely long line. Mm -hmm. And... The bouncers or the doormen look at Cliffy and go, that guy looks just like Bruno X. Yeah. Let's let him in. Let's let him in. But that comes to nothing. It's like we find out that Bruno X was just there. Yeah. Reciting poetry. Right. And they don't say, I think that's Bruno X. Let's let him in. They say, 
I think that's a Bruno X impersonator. But they let him in anyway. Yeah, let's let that impersonator in. Mm-hmm. This is great. This will mm-hmm. be great for, I guess, business, where nobody in this club comes up to him and says, are you Bruno? Everybody else goes, hey, Bruno was just here. Yeah. <laughs> and why is there a food fight? Why is there a food fight? And don't oh. throw grapes at monkeys. Don't throw food at those monkeys. And if you do, don't film it, because that seems mean to me. <laughs> It seemed needlessly cruel to just show two monkeys being hit with grapes. You didn't want to see that. That bothered you. (laughs) Oh, the DJ Brad is here, too. That scummy DJ boyfriend. Everybody's here. Bruno's security is here. The skeevy guy. Is this the club that she leaves her purse in where the one rapey guy gives her her purse back? No, this is the club that she meets the rapey guy in. Yes, right. Because, again, that lady... Whoever that lady is, the bra is the one lady. That talks to them outside of this club. Yeah, I did find it very amusing that everybody was doing coke in the bathroom. <laughs> I did think oh, that yeah. was really funny. They, they go to the bathroom to have a pep talk, and Margo's mm-hmm. trying to go in, and all the girls are all the stalls are filled with girls doing yep. coke. She opens one, a girl's doing coke. She goes to the next stall, looks underneath. There's I don't know eight people in there. Yeah. So then she goes to the other one, looks underneath. You don't see feet and when she opens it this girl has made herself so comfortable to do so zen out she's so zen out yeah she's she's sitting cross-legged on the toilet Mm -hmm. she's taken the back of the toilet off to put it on her lap (laughs) to do coke off of (laughs) in the meantime cliff cliffy gets hammered oh yeah cliffy drinks all all the drinks their drinks Mm -hmm. yes and there's a bird that talks to him too there's just like a bird that hangs out parakeet yeah yeah but then virginia madsen comes back after getting dissed again i guess yeah she's sober at this point yes the ecstasy is worn off like you said margo gives her a little pep talk hey you got dumped it's not a big deal don't worry about it and she's fine she's sober as anything i'm not sure that that was ecstasy (laughs) that they gave her well no now she and Cliffy dance together, though, yes. right? Mm-hmm. She comes yeah. back out, and now Cliffy and her, I think they make out, but it's pretty sloppy. Yeah, it doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, because he's they, all drunk, and yeah. They do a limbo dance. That's interesting. Oh, you're right. I yeah. forgot about that, where they, where they refuse the limbo, and they just duck down and go yeah. underneath it. And Cliff's so excited. Like, he is just jumping around, <laughs> slapping high fives, watching everybody go under. He's having the time of his life. He's finally having fun. Yeah, yeah. He's finally opening up a little bit, this Cliffy. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, Bruno's assistant sees Cece and tells Cece. Remember at yes. the club, Bruno's assistant does see her, and... And it's like, you're the girl we've been looking for all night. Yes. The girl that he talked to for 20 minutes before the club got busted up. Um, I like how he was going to, I guess, shoot an entire music video in an evening because he's clearly getting on a plane in a few yeah. hours and never and coming not back. coming back, right? <laughs> you know don't know how Bruno the planning works. Of the, nothing about this makes any sense or seems real in the least. So does the food fight start because uh, the rapey guy tries to take Kelly and then... Listen, here's the thing. The only reason the food fight is in here is so that they can get separated from Kelly. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's it. Because they're all together. A food fight breaks out. 
I'm not even sure why. Well, I don't know if rape, one of them is responsible for no, it. No, well, they they do have a push fight. Cliff and the rapey guy have a push fight. Oh, because the yes. rapey guy is trying to, I think, take her right. home or that's something. That's how the food fight and starts. And I think yes. that's how it starts. And also, what is the what's with the necklace that this rapey guy's wearing? It looks like a shock collar or something. <laughs> Did you notice that I thing? Didn't it's notice. very tight. He's like wearing a choker basically uh, for a man, well, but it's got like uh something in the front like a like a circular piece of wood or something it's a weird look it's not great and well he's a weird guy he's a very weird guy yeah he takes her for a drive in his car which at first she's into she and i don't know if this is the side effects of the ecstasy first she's into it and is like dancing in his car and having a good time and then he takes her someplace so they can go think or a place that I'm, he likes I'm to go so, think. No, you are fast forwarding through the nonsense that is this car ride. Because at one point she goes, uh, maybe you shouldn't be driving so fast. And he goes, it's fine. My car, it's practically an earthworm. That doesn't make any sense. That's, <laughs> that that's not a, like That doesn't, that doesn't mean right. anything. My car's an earthworm. Yeah. And then she's like, where are we going? He's like, we're going to your favorite place. She goes, wait, what? Your favorite place. We're going to go there. But I don't, I don't have a favorite place. No, we're going to your favorite place. <laughs> and they just takes her to a big fountain. It's, this yeah. is so bizarre. That's right. When he tells her the car is like an earthworm, I was like, what does that even right. mean? <laughs> right. I almost looked it up and then I was like, I don't even know how I looked that up. It oh doesn't sound like a phrase. It doesn't sound like anything. Oh, no. Like something people call a I don't know. I, um, yeah, the whole time oh, they're yeah. detailed, too. Like, Cliffy's now too drunk to drive, so Margo's driving his driver and Ed car, and they're tailing yes. them. Which they, they get, do get away briefly, but they find like they find them at that at that fountain pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. but there is enough time for Virginia Matson, for him to make a move on her, and... Right. Really get aggressive, be like, "What are you yeah. doing? Where are you going?" And then for her to kick him in the balls. <laughs> but does she like play dead there for a second too? Because she just like goes limp, and he's like, "What's happening here?" And that's when she kicks him. Oh yeah. And then, oh, we were talking about this before we started recording. They splash around a fountain like yeah. they're at the beginning of Friends. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, it is, it is. They, they I'll be in. there for yeah. you. That's what's happening in this scene. Yeah, they all get, and like you said, he at one point is like, who are you people? What is happening? And right. then the next thing you know, you, I didn't know if they were in jail or what. They're all in right. jail, but it turns out that Kelly, uh, Virginia Matson had to file like a report. Because if we were confused, a cop brings her out and goes, well, that's all we need for the report. Well, but the cop brings her out kind of aggressively. aggressively. You notice how he's holding her <laughs> arm? Like, oh, she's yeah. under arrest? That's this what seems... I thought. I was like, <laughs> are they in trouble? Did they find out she was high or what happened? Yeah. Yeah, because he's holding her by the elbow like like he's going to book her. Oh, this is when, and I got the line wrong. This is when they leave and Cece goes, hey, what time is it? Oh. And Marco goes, who cares what time it is? <laughs> Kelly was just almost Most raped. raped. Well, that did happen and twice yeah. for Kelly in one night. But um, they have to, like, this is the part where everybody kind of splits up. Like, Margo's really bummed out now. For some reason. I mean, I know her friend was almost raped and they just beat up a man in a fountain. Like, that's <laughs> enough to get anybody on edge. But this is when, of course, like 
she walks away and then Cliffy has to follow her. Yeah. And, you know, they actually do have a normal conversation. They find out that they're they're right for each other and it's kind of cute, yeah. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's cute too enough. little too late. Yeah. But after after he like after they make out for a little while, they're like, All right, let's help Cece find this guy. Sorry, I backed up to the police station. Did you notice? Sorry. When we leave the police station, when we're finally done, a hooker comes in with her little dog. <laughs> Did yep, you see yep. that? Okay. Because it's just, the camera just hangs on that door and okay. it's like, all right, come on. Now you got to walk in. You got to, we got to get this in the okay, seat. I just, it's, it's it was in my funny. notes. I just yes. had to make notes. Anyway, sorry. I didn't mean to sidetrack us from where we were going. No, you should sidetrack us for stuff like that because <laughs> the actual movie is not nearly as interesting as that scene. <laughs> So, so you're right though. Cliffy and and um, Margot kind of decide to get together. Yeah. Does does Kelly ever decide that it's time to love herself? I don't think she ever comes to that. That no, we know, no, no. Not until, but not we until should we get to the airport. Yeah. Like not until the very end of this movie, where it's like, remember that whole thing we were doing the whole time? Nah, nah, we're not gonna do that <laughs> because. They finally decide to take her to this airport. Yes. And again, another movie where it ends on a tarmac. Like yeah, I, we got these tarmac endings. Like yep. I knew this was a cliche, but I think this is about four out of our past eight movies, yeah. probably 50%, that has ended on a tarmac. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, they just show up at the at the tiny plane. Mm-hmm. This is when we get our scene that we were so confused yeah. by because clearly Cliffy's... Bruno. Bruno and Bruno is Cliffy. <laughs> he takes character. off his shades. Now, again, when we had seen Bruno and we don't see him, we hear a lot about him and we see his white limo. We saw him really only in the very beginning it when she jumped. Dark. It was he was dark. He had on sunglasses and eyeliner and his hair seemed dark. I didn't I definitely didn't think he was the same actor. No. I didn't think he was Cliffy. Yes. But now in this at the airport, it's the day it's the day, you know bright daylight and he doesn't have all his makeup on i guess and he takes off his sunglasses and i'm like that's cliffy what do they do like is this the big reveal of this movie that cliffy is really bruno the whole time and then no because cliffy's standing there with the other two when bruno's trying to convince Cece to come with her she with him she almost does she has a moment then where she says because she references a pep talk that I think Margot gave her at one point where she says, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't want you to take, because he's like, oh, you just come with me. I'll take care of everything. And she goes, but that's just it. I don't want you to take care of me. And it's not because she says, I'm a strong woman and I could take care of myself. No. She looks back. Now, really, she's, again, mentioned in this movie earlier how Margot basically takes care of her, helps her pay right. her rent. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I thought. She just looked over and yeah. went, Margot can take care of me, I guess. I don't need you. <laughs> and now Cliffy's in the picture. We're like a family. Yes. I'm like their kid. <laughs> they are like a family. The three of them, Margot, Cliffy, and Kelly, are just like hugging by the hood of yeah. this car. She says, I have three reasons to stay now. One of those reasons is Cliffy. Let me let you know, <laughs> audience, we met Cliffy 12 hours earlier. This is such a bizarre ending to this movie. And as you said, it's almost as though they shot all of this at once in the matter of like an hour and a half. Yeah. And they realized like, oh, no, we didn't call hair and makeup. OK, Cliffy, put on sunglasses like we'll try and do something with your hair. Yeah. Like, don't. He just looks like the same guy. Like, they're yeah. not even trying at this uh-uh. point. Because even when he's talking to her 
as Bruno X and he takes off his glasses, I immediately was like, put those back on. Yeah. Dude, you look just like Cliffy. <laughs> like this is, it's the only thing you got going for you. Please put those back on. <laughs> There's not even any eyeliner at this point. And then I had the realization that this actor made out with all the girls in this movie, basically. Yeah. I saw an interview with him. You should look at it. I was, it was just like a five minute interview with him online. Uh-huh. I don't, you know, I'm sure the interview was longer and I don't know what it was about, but I guess somebody just asked him about this movie and he said, he was like, it was a blast. He said, they didn't have any budget. They only had one trailer. They asked us if the four of us would mind just hanging out in a single trailer. And he's like, I get to hang out with Daphne Zuniga, oh. Virginia Mads. He's like, he's like, we were modest for like the first hour. And then he's like, you don't have time to be modest. He's yeah, like, they're yeah. running around in their bras and underwear. He's like, it was a dream come true. And yeah, like he's like this young kid. actor. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> he's like, this is the best gig ever. It was fun. If you can find the interview, maybe I'll send you a link. Because yeah, at the yeah. end of the interview, he goes, what am I looking forward to? I'm looking forward to Modern Girls 2. <laughs> I would love to share a trailer with them again. They're all lovely ladies. <laughs> that interview sounds better than the whole movie. I have uh, to tell yeah. you. It's only five minutes long. Oh, man. So obviously, yeah. neither yeah. one of us really. No. This wasn't the Modern Girls I wanted it to be. Yeah. Like, I think this is a movie that is so specific. Like, if you grew up, if you were this age when you saw this yeah. movie, I could see it really connecting with you, and I'm sure you would still like it now. Well, and there were uh, moments where I tried to relate to it. Like, we've all had those nights, especially in our 20s, that, like, go the adventure goes on forever. There are these silly little stumble-upon adventures that just keep happening, and it's this night that never ends, you know? And I normally enjoy those types of movies, too. Like, yeah. that one long night movie. I, no, I but there was nothing like that. that this was... It annoyed me that these were modern girls, and all we were doing were chasing these boys. Um, it annoyed me... Cece... She's the adorable one. I should have found her quirky and fun, but she was annoying to me. We're chasing this Bruno guy, you know, for two minutes. Mm -hmm. There was no extra, like, spice. Even Daphne's the, the, that character, she was, she kind of got too bitchy at a certain point and unlikable. And then. It was just like, you're not having fun. You do this all the time, seemingly, and you are miserable. Why do you keep doing this? Nobody learns a lesson. Even the last line of the movie is Cliffy going, what are we going to do tonight? Yeah, and they yeah. they have a great laugh They're going to be, it. yeah, what's going to happen? And then two almost rapies. Two yes. almost rapies for, this, for Virginia Madsen. That was yeah. one too many. Two too many. <laughs> one but, too many. One rape, I'll deal with it. Yeah. Two, sorry movie, you lost me there. Sorry, I'm assuming rated PG. I got I limits. I don't know. I got limits to my modern girls. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah, I, I was surprised how dull this movie was. Like, like, I think that's what really surprised me. Like I said early, like it, it just felt meandering and nothing's mm-hmm. happening and they're having conversations, but they don't mean anything. Like, no. And no characters learning anything. Nobody about was strong. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like within the first, by the time they get in his car with him, like, I was like, okay. He's going to end up with Daphne Zuniga. Right. I don't know. Maybe this, like, why did they introduce that Bruno guy? I didn't think he was going to pop up, but once he did, I'm like, oh, this is what this movie's about. I like, know. I know. Yeah, it, it, it wasn't great. I did not enjoy no. it. 
Well, two thumbs down for modern girls. What do you recommend? Do you know a modern girl you'd like to talk about? I do know a modern girl I'd like to talk about, and her name is Daphne Zuniga. Oh, you've now, got another Daphne she movie. might not be modern. I think she's in her mid-50s now. That's all but, right. Um, I'm not saying we should cover this movie sometime, but... I stumbled upon a movie that she was in. I think it was her second role ever. So it's like 82, 83. Mm. And it's a horror movie called The Initiation. Oh. Where she and a bunch of like sorority sisters. Of course. Like they break into a department store. But there's a slasher and he just kills them each in like a giant, like in a multi-level, like three-level Macy's. Oh. So... All of the deaths are fun and they, they all the deaths are like in different departments of this store. So the killer's like using things that he can find oh. around him. The girls like sneak dudes in so they like have sex in the bedding department stuff. Um, very much like if you enjoy chopping, chopping mall. mall? You, okay. Yeah. But you don't want robots. Uh, check out the initiation. It's it's a lot of fun. But it's early 80s. So we might cover very it. Very early. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, what about you? And a little more depressing. I don't even think I got through the second season. Great. The Handmaid's Tale. Have you seen that? Have I you have watched not The Handmaid's seen it Tale? Because I don't have whatever that. What is Hulu. it? On Hulu. It's on Hulu. I yeah. Don't have Hulu, so I don't see it. It's yeah. definitely heavy, and like I, like I said, I don't even think we got through the second season. Not because it's not. Mm-hmm. well done because it's so heavy and sad right. and depressing that you're like oh so different kind of modern girl i guess it, but it um, seems like it would be very depressing yeah, yeah. so if you sure. want to be depressed about then handmaid's tale but if you if you want a little fun in your life watch some episodes of broad city do it you'll you'll you All won't right. regret it after our and i meant to i meant to say this at the beginning of the episode but i totally forgot that's okay uh, we have a listener named um mickey Oh, Mickey. I almost, I almost I almost called him Mikey, but it's Mickey. Mickey. And after our DC Cab episode, yeah. He wrote us that here I'm just going to I'm just going to read what he wrote cuz it's pretty great. He says, "I saw Mr. T give an insane speech at a mall in the late 90s where he mostly rallied against villains and encouraged anyone listening to eat well." <laughs> He says, in the Q&A afterward, someone asked him what the T stands for in Mr. In Mr. T. T. yeah. And he said, for women and children, the T stands for tender. Oh. For bad guys and thugs, the T stands for tough. And he says, <laughs> the entire mall collectively lost their mind. Yes, I would too. Because how would you not? Then he he goes on to say because because we talked about this in our episode the he says is for I then got my picture taken with him, and he said I lost the picture I wish I still yeah, had it yeah. and he goes also I'm five nine and was several inches taller than him so Bill Maher must have been standing yeah. on apple boxes during that movie. <laughs> Or so, Mr. T must have been standing on Apple boxes. Mr. Because T's Bill a little so guy. Shorter. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then, and when, when he wrote this, like, then I kind of thought, yeah, I, I had a feeling like, I think I knew that Mr. T was a pretty small dude. Yeah. That's a great but story, anyway. Mickey. Mickey's got a great sto- Mr. T story. And I'm glad. That's he, awesome. Yeah, I'm glad he sent us that because that leads into. Dun, dun, dun. What you will all be hearing from us next. Now, we will talk about our next movie in a second. But between this oh, yeah. episode and our next regular episode, we are doing a Q&A episode. Yes. Where 
Many of you wrote us questions, mm -hmm. and we respond to those questions. We answer it. It was, I don't want to say way more fun than I thought, but I think it was we really had an fun. absolute ball with yeah, it. Yeah, like, I did. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and if you're interested in learning some more things about us, I guess, I think we, you know, we, we reveal. Deep there. We reveal. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we reveal a little bit. Um, but that will be the next episode that you will hear. That will mm -hmm. be in one week. Mm-hmm. And the week after that, Jamie, this oh boy. people right now are listening to our 99th episode. Oh, wow. 99 bottles of beer on the wall. 99 podcasts by us. That's all I got. Uh, Jamie, will now, Jamie will now sing the entire song down to zero at the yep. end. Stick around. Back to little maybe darlings. That'll, maybe that'll just be for the patrons. We, we're not sure. Um our 100th episode is coming up next. I can't even believe we've done 100 episodes of this. And I don't even want to talk too much about it because we will talk about it during our 100th episode, of course. Sure, sure. But a long time ago, I'm going to say when we hit episode 10, mm -hmm. I think one of us talked about the film Mac and Me. A beautiful And film. then the other one of us, don't know who was who on this, said, let's save that for our 100th episode. <laughs> So the time has finally come. It's been a hundred episodes, people, and finally, we're going to talk about the. I you think, thought the we'd cover ET? Film. No, no, oh, no, 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 no. We we talk you about that during our Q and A. Spoiler: I don't want to cover ET. Yeah, Doug's still on this podcast. We're not covering it. When I am replaced, the day that I am replaced on this, we can do ET. It's because I need my ET episode. Damn it! Until yeah. then. Mac and me will have to do it's the closest thing e to E.T. that I can think of. Oh, it's pretty awesome. I'm pretty excited about this one. This movie is crazy. If you don't know Mac and me, I don't know what you've been doing for the past 30 years of your life, but get on it immediately. Yeah, get on it. Two weeks. Here it comes. Q&A. Yeah. One week. You guys, everybody gets three episodes in a row without a break. What a delight. Oh, what a delight. <laughs> And then uh, April 1st, we have another Patreon episode coming up. So you patrons, you even get another episode. You lucky episode. sons of bitches, yeah. you. Your March <laughs> to April is going to be fantastic. Yeah. All right. So everybody, thanks for listening again. Do the, do the iTunes review thing. Um, we appreciate any review you guys can give us. Give us stars, write reviews. We love to read those. Find us on Facebook. Find us on Twitter on Instagram, anywhere you can find us, just find us. Just Type find it. the name it. of the show into Google and click all of the links you can find. And there you go. I guess that's it. All right, done. We'll all right, done. see you guys in one week. One week. We'll see you next Friday. 100. Bye. Oh, Winter Palace From the Arabian Nights Wide waves on an ocean Gems from a gold
I'm off to look for Bruno. I'll see y'all later. Don't know who Bruno is. Oh, Bruno X. From the movie. Jesus. We just God. watched. Jeez. You're so on to Mac at me. You don't even care. Bruno's a thing of the past.